G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Money, money, money. Remember that old ABBA song? Most people think to themselves, if only I just had a bit more money, not a lot, just a bit more, then I'd be happy. But actually, it's just not true. Yet it eats away at us, this desire for money. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take a look at the impact of money on your self-image from a bit of a different perspective. That ABBA song, most of us know it, Money, 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 is one of the catchiest songs of the last 50 years, I reckon. The first verse starts off like this. I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? And still, there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball. Hey, that's the dream, isn't it? To have enough money not to have to work at all, or at least not to have to work as hard as we do. To be able to take life just that little bit easier. There's not a one of us who hasn't wished that at some time in our lives. This, this desire for money goes a lot deeper than that. There's something about money, or should I say wealth, that taps into our sense of identity. The chorus of that Abba song gives us a hint. It goes like this. Money, money, money must be funny in a rich man's world. Money, 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 always sunny in the rich man's world. All the things I could do if I had a little money. It's a rich man's world. You see, for most of us, having lots of money is about more than just being comfortable and not having to work so hard. For most people, it's about being able to play in that rich man's world, being one of those rich, beautiful people. Nowhere else do you see this on a day-to-day basis more than in the car that some people choose to drive. I remember one of those financial gurus on television, a guy by the name of Paul Clitheroe, once saying that from a financial perspective, you should buy the cheapest car that your ego will allow you to. (laughs) It's true. People buy cars as an expression or an extension of who they are. If I drive a car worth this much, with, with this brand's logo on it, that's a statement of my wealth for everybody else to see. We want money because, in a sense... It's a scorecard, as Donald Trump puts it, of our success. It's a tangible measure that tells other people and ourselves how successful we are according to the world's measure. And when money starts to define our identity and our sense of self-worth in that way, that's when it becomes dangerous, very dangerous, because at that point it becomes an idol. It becomes something that we worship and pursue and sacrifice for. And money, as it turns out, is a terrible master. We saw yesterday that according to God at least, money can end up causing you a great deal of pain. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. 
The alternative, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, is this. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And you see, it's in that second scripture that there lies a very clear, a very distinct choice for you and me today. To what or to whom do you look for your self-image, for your sense of worth? To money and all that it buys, comfort, power, recognition, wealth, or to God who will never leave you or forsake you? Which one do you trust more? Which one is going to be more reliable and dependable and faithful and fruitful, God or money? It's a stark choice. You you can't look to both to discover your identity. You can't trust in money and in God because at that point you become a dog with two masters. One says go, the other one says come. Which one are you going to listen to? Which one are you going to obey? Jesus knew that which is why he put that stark choice before the people he was speaking with. He said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on the earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. No one can serve Two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. Can I ask you something? Where do you go for an identity check? When you're kind of figuring out what you're worth, or, or where you fit in the big scheme of things, or, or how your life's going, what mirror, if you will, do you turn to to look at yourself through? Do you kind of look at where you are in life and, and what you have to get that assessment? Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty good. I'm 42 now and I have a nice house. Okay, bit of a mortgage, but I'm paying that off. And I'd like to get that new lounge, but our dining suite's really nice. Yeah, I'm happy kind of with my marriage, the kids. Well, they'll turn out okay, I think. And yeah, I, I think my salary is pretty good given where I'm at. Is that how you reckon up your success? Or are you more interested in your walk with the Lord? in reveling in the grace that you have in Jesus Christ, in in tackling this particular sin that you've been struggling with through prayer and through the power of the Holy Spirit, in taking another step of faith, another step of sacrifice to follow Jesus. Come on, which one is it? How do you take stock of you? Because that's going to tell you what's the most important thing to you. And for the person who is wrapped up in wealth and money, If that's what's most important to you, then you know that you're struggling with your self-image because enough is never enough. Your desire for wealth can never be satisfied by more wealth. And so the inability to be satisfied eats away at your self-esteem. Back in the 18th century, a man by the name of Jonathan Swift said this, a wise person should have money in their head but not in their heart. That sums it up in a nutshell for me. Because when money reigns in your heart, it pierces you with many pains. It robs you of who you really are. So then let me ask you, who or what is it that reigns in your heart? To what extent is your identity wrapped up in what you have or what you aspire to have? Can I say these are tough questions to ask ourselves because the lure of wealth has its tendrils wrapped around many a human heart, gripping it in a vice-like grip, holding it captive. 
But these are the questions we need to ask. If God asked you to sell up everything and follow him to some far-flung part of the world and start again, live in relative poverty and serve him without any worldly recognition, how would you answer him? I know that one's making just the odd person squirm. Come on, how about you? What really matters to you? What, what's valuable to you? Which master are you serving, wealth or God? You can't serve them both. And the reason I'm posing these rather awkward, rather inconvenient, rather probingly rude questions for you to ask yourself today is that God wants to set you free from any hold, any power, any control that the false idol of wealth has over you. Jesus came to set you free, remember? And when the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed, remember? He loves you enough to use this message today, I guess, to put these questions before you, to share God's word and challenge you, because the only way that we gain true freedom is discovering our true value. And our value is in Christ. And that, that's something that money simply can't buy. Before we part ways today, I'd like to share an amazing truth with you. God handcrafted you to be who he wants you to be and to do what he wants you to do. And when we lay hold of that, what an amazing life we get to live. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Your Road to a Stunning Life. God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that he'll help you be all that he made you to be and do all that he created you to do through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.